0: your community network news, bringing you the latest in LGBTIQA plus news and sport from Australia and the world, celebrating 15 years on air, thanks to Australia's only rainbow community media organisation, JOY.
1: Hi there, I'm Joel King-Maine and this is your Q&N Community Update. From the Star Observer, a Sydney Catholic school has banned students from taking their same-sex partners to the Year 12 formal. A student from St Ursula's in Kingsgrove, New South Wales, started a Change.org petition calling out the discriminatory policy and asking the school to allow same-sex partners to attend the formal. The petition has garnered over 4,500 signatures and even support from New South Wales Premier Chris Minns, who has called on the school to roll back its ban. Abby Franklin said that they were all set to attend the Year 12 formal, but when they found out about their school's ban, she said... My girlfriend and I, along with many other students, have eagerly awaited the school formal for months. This policy not only discriminates against LGBTQ students, but also puts us in a difficult financial situation as we are left with non-refundable tickets and clothes that were brought specifically for the occasion. Many of the students pointed to the support for same-sex relationships and cited the results of the 2017 marriage equality vote when over 61.6% of Australians voted to legalize. Gay marriages. From NBC News More than 20,000 people marched through Johannesburg last Saturday to celebrate Pride, singing, dancing, and making their support clear for LGBTQ communities across Africa who cannot be opened safely and whose relationships are criminalised. At the front of the parade that organisers estimated was 24,000 strong was Mandela Swali, a 25-year-old Ugandan gay man who was attending his first Pride, having been in South Africa just a month and a half. Swali, face coated in glitter, draped in a Ugandan flag, recounted how he had fled his country in 2021 while on bail, having been arrested when his landlady caught him having sex with his boyfriend. He said, This is the space, and this is the family I deserve to have right now. I feel like I'm at home. Uganda introduced one of the world's harshest anti-gay laws in May, including the death penalty for aggravated homosexuality. From The Guardian. Japan's top court has ruled that a legal clause requiring people to undergo sterilisation surgery if they want to legally change their gender is unconstitutional. Several international organisations, including the European Court of Human Rights, the World Professional Association for Transgender Health and the UN, had said that the requirements was discriminatory and infringed on human rights. While rights groups welcomed the verdict, a decision by the judges to ask a lower court to deliberate on a separate clause requiring that genital organs of people who want to change their gender resemble those of the opposite gender was met with disappointment. Some lawmakers and women's groups in social conservative Japan had said the ruling that challenged the existing law would sow confusion and undermine women's rights. While many countries have repelled laws requiring surgery to legally change gender, trans rights remain controversial in Japan. From Pink News. Pop princess and gay icon Britney Spears has seemingly promised that a follow-up to her bombshell memoir, The Woman In Me, will be released next year. The Woman In Me has only been out for a week, but the 41-year-old singer has already told her fans to get ready for a second volume. Last Saturday, Britney shared an Instagram video of a man beating a drum alongside the caption, Humour is the cure to everything. Play on. Volume 2 will be released next year. Get ready. The video has since been deleted and sources close to the singer reported to Variety that there were currently no plans for part 2 of the memoir. Turning to QNN Sport now and from Outsports. Ashley Carter, a triathlete who competed at the Women's Ironman World Championships in Kona, Hawaii in October, produced a progressive pride flag and raised it above her head in celebration after crossing the finish line. She posted an image of the moment to Instagram and in her story said, I felt like a hypocrite for hiding that part of myself while advocating for sea change. I thought I've got to do something. The idea to raise the progressive pride flag on the finish line in Kona started my own research and teaching. A lot of my work as an emerging scholar focuses on advocating for equality in sports and sports coverage, specifically for LGBTQ athletes and individuals. That's what's making news in the LGBTIQA community this week. The QNN team will be back here next week, or you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for QNN. I'm Joel King
0: QNN was recorded at Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Tune in to Joy 94.9 FM in Melbourne, joy.org.au or via the Joy app. QNN is distributed across the community radio network with thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au.